Hey, welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting. And today I'm going to talk about why I don't know Jack about parenting. And that reason is because I am a man. So the big question is this. How are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hey, welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where I'm probably going to go on a little bit of a rant today, uh, simply because um, I believe in today's society, men's opinions around parenting is undervalued. Now, I'm going to go into why I believe that is the case. I'm going to tell you what also started or or brought this podcast on is is simply because I have neighbors that uh, are foster parents. They are foster parents to three beautiful children that are all family. They're six, four, and three. Um, They've had them almost a year now, uh, but they also got a baby just yesterday. Um, and the baby coming into the home, you got to realize they're foster parents. They don't have any of their own. Uh, and it's one thing to take on kids that can walk and talk and are potty trained. It's another thing, uh, to have to cater to an infant while still catering to them. And just yesterday I was talking to somebody before they got the baby and I was like, you know, I want to go over and offer them some advice realize I am a extremely hands-on dad Uh, so much so uh, did skin to skin in the um, in in when both of my children were born I demanded it the second time around when my son was first born Um, I I shared with the neighbor uh, I said listen do some skin to skin Uh, for those you don't know it probably be another podcast you could google skin to skin Um, there's so much that I've done purposefully for long-term benefit as a parent that I wanted to share with these people. And I was like, listen, you're getting this baby in its infancy. This is what you need to do. Uh, if he's circumcised, right, we need to take care of that area so it doesn't get infected. You don't know anything about an umbilical cord and how that is going to harden up and fall off and what you need to do to protect that. And I'm thinking of all these things that... They're, they're probably not going to know about uh, how much time, how many times the baby's fed, uh, what to look for in the stool, how many times it should be wet versus poopy, the color of the poop, all these things that how would you know if you didn't have this experience? So I start running down a list of things like you guys need to know some of this stuff right now. Now I'm going to tell you where I think uh, a, a man's opinion is undervalued because I could almost get this from the mom like yeah I'm listening right I'm listening um, baby comes later on in the day I'm out at the bus stop as we're picking up the kids and she says to me your wife was so helpful today and I'm like oh wow great I'm glad that she was helpful and I was like like 
What did she say? She let me know that I didn't need a bottle warmer. And that I could serve the formula at room temperature. And I'm like, okay, need to know. But that's a, like, the stuff I was giving her is long-term benefits. Uh, <laughs> and, like, if you don't do some of this stuff, you may feed the baby the water at room temperature. And that's good information to know and obviously a necessity if they didn't know. I'm sitting here thinking... If you don't do the things I told you because you thought they were insignificant, you're going to be dealing with some problems, like long-term problems. If you aren't doing skin-to-skin with this child, it doesn't understand or feel who you are as a parent emotionally. That baby on your bare skin, on your chest, is going to feel your love. But if you're always just picking it up and putting it down and you're not really connecting to this child child's not going to feel safe if it's not feeling safe and it feels insecure guess what it does it cries baby's going to cry anyway but you need to be the calming soothing force and i'm sitting there going wow i even said to somebody else i was like i really want to share a lot of things with these people and i even said it but i don't know if it's going to be well received because i'm a guy i'm not a mom and I think moms receive information from moms and dads like, eh, how much does he know? Or he's just completely oblivious. I don't know. I'm not saying they are or they aren't. What I'm saying is I'm going to give you a few examples of how society doesn't allow men to have a voice when it comes to a parenting role. And that's why I don't know jack about parenting, but I'm going to tell you what. Women are unaware of how they castrate, yep, I said it, castrate men in this parenting role. I'm going to tell you how doctors do it too. I remember my wife in this last pregnancy, I was showing up to every doctor visit because she was a high risk, over 40 years old. Um, uh, we had had some complications and a couple miscarriages. Uh, so very high risk and she was like at the doctor every week and I'm there with her because uh, if anything happened I didn't want her to be her emotional support because we had gone through this before so get there and on like the third or fourth doctor visit mind you the doctor never asks me questions the doctor acts like I'm not in the room the doctor is sitting there up my this is a, this is not a children's podcast he's sitting there shoving things up my wife's vagina looking for things right act like i'm not even there and then one day he looks at her as he's in that area and he says so what is it that your husband does that he can make all these doctor visits and i was like doc i'm right here why don't you just ask me and he kind of like looked over to me and and like looked back to her like waiting for her response and i was like babe you don't need to answer that if you're not going to include the father in the journey and if i am not able to even speak to the doctor because he doesn't even acknowledge me and that's what i imagine most doctors do maybe because their experiences that men don't want to be that involved but here's the deal i was involved I was at every single doctor visit. Society, it starts at the doctor. Oh, we're pregnant. Let's go to the doctor. Doctor doesn't include me. 
Oh, babe, what's going on? Oh, I just talked to my sister about this. She told me X, Y, Z. Oh, well, well, it's nothing you'd be interested in anyway. Next thing you know, uh, everywhere the dad goes, guess what happens? People are saying that, hey, your opinion isn't valued. Hey, there's a baby shower. You can show up because you got to put the presents in the car, but it's all going to be girls' games and this and that and the other, but I'd like you to be there. But nobody says, hey, are you excited? What is your plan? Because it's a bunch of women, and they're all focused on her because she has the belly. Then you get to the to the birth and going back to skin to skin. Here they are. Nurses, doctors will tell you, Dad, you don't need to do anything. We got everything covered. So you're sitting there wanting to be, dude, you could cut the cord, right? We want you to feel a little bit important. You could cut the cord. You're used to cutting shit, right? Sorry. And you get there, and like the only thing you're going to do, and I remember being there. My wife's pushing. My wife's about to give up. Doctor looks at her. Now, I'm an involved dad, and I let them know. I'm looking at, what are you looking at on the screen? I want to know what's going on because the nurses are coming in and out. And she's telling me, even my wife is like, why are you asking all these questions? Because I want to know. My baby is inside of you. They're monitoring it. It's about to come out. I need to know what they're looking at. So as we're going through this entire process, she is, I got to pause. So I'm back. My other neighbor, his wife is about to uh, have, give birth uh, tomorrow she's going in for a scheduled c-section and i just gave him a couple quick pointers uh, and it's just exciting to have the neighborhood so uh, he's listening but i think a lot of it's going over the head guys listen this parenting thing we don't understand i don't know jack about parenting until you become a parenting a parent and even then you're not really a parent so let me go back to the story of the nurses the doctors um i'm asking a lot of questions they're answering but like okay there's an involved dad but let's let's hope he doesn't pass out like half the dads do or he doesn't panic or he doesn't freak out so we're we're in labor at this point and and i'm looking at what's going on and my wife is struggling and and she's ready to give up and the baby's crowning and the baby's almost here and i remember just the doctor pause and and i, and I was like doc i got this He's ready to coach her through it. I say, you you get back where you belong and I'll be right here where I'm at. And I just look at her and I'm like, listen, babe, you are about three good pushes away from getting this baby out. You give it everything you got and we're going to be parents for the second time. This baby is here. I can see its head. We're excited. And I know you can do anything. And I know you got this. So let's do this. She's like, three pushes? I was like, three pushes. Man two pushes babies here um it was awesome but you could just see the look in a doctor's face like sure dad you, you he gave me the nod but he was like man let me do my job i'm like no this is my job this is my wife and i'm going to tell you right now that I, and i know i'm slightly unique and i'm going to tell you why in a second because once the baby's out for those of you who don't know uh, you maybe you've been there if you're listening to this i imagine you're a parent But the baby comes out, the first thing they do is they give the child to mom, right? They, they clean the baby up, they wrap it up, mom, bare chest, baby on it, skin to skin. 
he, she got about 45 minutes of skin to skin. We're talking to the baby. We're naming the baby because we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl. We're deciding on those things. We're super happy uh, with the smooth uh, compared to our first birth. Very smooth. Uh, we, we checked in at 12, 557. He was born. So six hour labor, if you would. It was it was, it was beautiful. So the nurse goes to take the baby, take my son. And I said, okay, uh, I, I need the baby. And she says, no, sir, we need to. I said, listen, listen. <laughs> he's my child. You can weigh him. You could prod him. You could poke him. You could do everything. Obviously, he's a perfectly healthy baby. He needs to be with dad at this point. Uh, I need my skin to skin time. So you can give me the baby and you can leave. And she was like, oh, he's serious. Um, but here's the thing. If I wasn't very assertive, if I wasn't very confident in what I was saying, if I wasn't telling her what needed to happen from my perspective and what was going to happen, she's just going to dismiss me as the father. Oh, mom got her skin to skin. Dad doesn't care. I believe it would be my vision. It would be my hope that in uh, if, if I could control this or affect this in any positive way, it would be mom gets skin to skin dad take your shirt off you're getting skin to skin too in every hospital at every birth that every father is in the room that would be my wish and that would be a movement i would like to see and maybe someday there's that because i'll tell you this another nurse walked in she says she had been working for that particular hospital only six months but she'd probably seen you know almost a hundred births at that point she said i was only the second father she had witnessed doing skin to skin she witnesses three to four births a day for six months and i was the second father that she saw doing skin to skin so much so she asked if she could take a picture of it and that picture is in chapter two of my book be the dad that you wish you had society is telling men that you're unimportant in the parenting as a parent and as a role as a parent, they're putting everything on mom. It goes to the point where um, visitors came. Everyone's focused on mom and, and baby. I didn't even need to be in the room. The only thing I was good for, even from my, my wife's perspective, uh, she didn't share this. Her her actions, you know, and it was, hey, can you go get me something to eat? Hey, can you go, you know, make sure that the parking's taken care of? Like the man things to do. I'm like, no, I'm feeding the baby. Give me the baby. You don't have to do that. I want to feed the baby. I need to feed the baby. I need to bond with my child. Um, this is me asking and being told, no, you don't have to do that. This is me wanting. I'll change the diapers. No, no, I got it covered. This is me telling the nurse, hey, let me change my... No, we'll, we'll take it. You know, you're going to be changing enough diapers. No, I, I'll change my son's diapers. Okay. Uh, I don't care. I don't care that you're here. There's going to be a time you're not. And, and frankly, I'm okay with changing diapers. But nurses, doctors, parents, friends, family, everybody ignores the dad. So when a dad actually has a perspective... And when a dad has an opinion and when a dad uh, wants to give the information, if you're ignoring dads the entire time, why are you going to ignore when he offers? Because you don't value 
him. So you may think dads don't know jack about parenting or anything about this process, but I'm here to tell you that there are dads, and it goes way back to when they made a movie about Mr. Mom, right? There are dads that take care of all these duties and they do them beautifully. And society and moms and doctors and nurses and and, and, and even going to his three-month checkup. Uh, the nurse kept or the doctor kept telling my wife, you know, oh, he's beautiful. He's perfect. The only concern I have is he's a little underweight. And 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 you know when a doctor says something to you about your child you know you take that to heart like oh i i need to feed him more she's like i'd like to see his weight up to a point where she started feeding him too much right i was like he's fine don't worry about it the doctor said started feeding him so much that guess what he got acid reflux or or reflux and started spitting it up and throwing up and then he lost more weight because we're trying to force feed a child child was getting what it needed but because a dot on a screen the doctor says this so guess what at the next checkup guess who guess who went and had a conversation with the doctor i was like hey don't take any time off work you know i'll bring the baby and the same thing he's perfectly healthy the only concern i have and i'm gonna be blunt guys listen this is your baby you do your research you you do what's right i'm there with the baby all day long she's checking him for five minutes and she's my only concern is He's a little underweight. If you look at this curve, this is a population of 10,000, you know, 50,000, 100,000 kids in this country, and he's a little underweight. I'm a numbers guy. I'm going to share with my thought that I share with the doctor. I said, Doc, that's great. Do you know how many people are on that? You know, that's that's the average in this country. Last I checked, this country is full of obese people. People who overeat, which I assume they overfeed their children also. So you're giving me statistics based on a a country or society who is overweight and tends to overfeed their kids. So for me, if he's below that, that's actually a good thing because as you could see, my wife, myself, and our seven-year-old son, which you've been taking care of for the last six years, is perfectly healthy at a very healthy weight. He's a thin kid and we're a thin family. So um, stop telling my wife that he is underweight based on our society today. Because to us, he's perfect. You keep saying he's perfect, leave it at that because my wife tends to want to overfeed him because of your words. And last time we did that, we got on drugs for the acid reflux. I don't believe in drugs. My wife doesn't believe in drugs, but we had to combat something you said based on our actions after what you said, and I'm not going to do that anymore. So unless there's something really relevant other than that dot on the screen, I want you to know that we got this covered. I don't know jack about parenting, right? but I know something about life. I know something about what I've read. I know something about my intuition. I know my child that I spend all day with every day for months way better than a doctor looking at a blip on a screen and checking their ears and their mouth and their nose go with your gut but you can't go with your gut if you don't have any basis and i hate to tell you if you're watching this there's some of us dads out there who probably know more than a lot of moms but nobody's listening simply because we're men that's my rant 
I don't know jack about parenting, but I do know a little something about life and people. So I'll see you in the next episode. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had at BeTheDadYouWishYouHad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to BeTheDadYouWishYouHad.com now and get it while it's free.